0: Crew Crew We give
1: it up for the crew 80%. Yeah, if you drink a glass of water before you leave your bed in the morning, you reduce your risk of heart attack and stroke by eighty percent. What about blackcurrant juice? Does that count? Quite <laughs> far away.
2: I'm a blackcurrant juice have That side of the bed. What
1: about <laughs> something something wet and fluid? <laughs> mm.
2: Yeah. Well. From some people's social lives. <laughs> 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 right. Straight back in hmm. episode ninety-one, and this is you, a two. D- d- are you sure d- this is ninety-one? He's, He's just throwing numbers probably, out now. He's I'm, throwing numbers out, out now. People. I'm probably sure. Right. I'm probably sure. So we have gone straight into the second part but a fresh episode. If you've watched the episode, previous episode of this, we have gone through cryptocurrency, broke it down for you, talked about the markets. Um, placenters. Riding bulls. Which balls. we're still smoking. Yeah. You ride the bull, the bear keeps you. We've done. We've already been demonetized. Um, Goes out the window. <laughs> yeah. You ride the bull, the bear, the bear rogers you, and then... Um, what else happened? We've smoked placenta cigars, which are still going here. But what we didn't get to do is open some whiskeys because mm-hmm. well, the chat was just too good and the cigars were too tasty. Yes. So, we have with us Mister it- Jason Crypto Man. Crypto, crypto- Man. What's your last name? Green. Jason Gre- Green. Well, that's apt, isn't it? Yeah. Green is the color of money, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the last, a really interesting episode and the last one. So we're going to move forward now away from the crypto and on to just general fun stuff that we've got to talk about with you. But we're also going to learn, apparently, I think we're being spoiled, really. You are. I think you've shown up with an intention to spoil. So we've got I on have. the table with us, we've got a Glenfiddich, which is the 12, is that 12 year Age yeah, one, which is not a bad whiskey, but very easy to get hold of It's a of nice, of most yeah, places. easy entry-level whiskey, right? We, you can tell we liked it because there's literally a shot left in it, yeah. but we're going to... one tr- day? That was two days. We okay. did that one. Right. Yeah. So that well, be, no. In that's one an incoherent <laughs> podcast. That's yeah. A good day. In, in that one day, we went through three quarters of that bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. finished bottles. We yeah. finished them before. Yeah. yeah. Because normally what happens is we'll leave here, go outside, like the fire pit, and sit and yeah. yeah. out there. And then game and on with the glass, just tiddle right? away quite happily. Yeah, with <laughs> the stars overhead. So we've got that. We also have a. Uh, a higher end one which is our single barrel vintage that we tried two episodes ago which is the Evan Williams Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey mm, which nice. was delicious Yeah, a, a really good one this one was like a, a frontal heat mm. it was a weird one it like heated your mouth a lot but didn't really go down into the chest like some of those did so it was, it was really nice very very smooth the, the, uh, the geek in me wants
1: to tell all the, um, all the viewers what the difference between a whiskey and a bourbon is
2: yeah go on do you know the difference um, the way that you say it <laughs> <laughs> bourbon, bourbon. You have to um, put that. that. It's, it,
1: it's to do with when it's uh, what it's fermented with, what the actual. Um thing is so, so most whiskeys like wheat and, and and rye and stuff yeah. like that isn't it bourbon it has to be at least 50 or 51% corn ah, and that's what yes. gives it we a slightly sweeter this. flavor yeah we that's all it is we said it once it's before corn and then immediately forgot it. Yeah. yeah yeah it's it's got to be 50 51% um and then there's something to do with the barrels as well the barrels cannot be reused they have to be yeah, fresh yeah no this is a true thing and yeah. that's it yeah, yeah you're not allowed to reuse them and that that's what actually classifies it as bourbon it's not that it has to be made in kentucky or wherever you think bourbon comes from that can be the um pioneer of of bourbon, if you like and or the the what am I trying to say the um the entry to making it a bourbon as long as it's fifty or fifty one percent corn mash um, and it 's in a barrel that has never been touched before that 's pretty cool and, that, and that's it and there a a is a
2: more. lot of love that goes into whiskies and mm-hmm. i do, I've appreciated that, which is I think one of the ways that 's dragged me from rum into whiskey so heavily yeah. is the story behind what you 're drinking i think it's rum
3: into, is definitely there's not the culture n- yeah. In- in rum, there well, isn't there isn't that that history well. I just do well. love a good rum. <laughs>
2: I mean, <laughs> I do, the rum but I, I only like the spiced rums. This is my problem as well. Yeah. Whereas with whiskies, I do like a a broader range of them. Yeah, I don't like the peaty ones though. No. I've tried. We've got them downstairs. Wool- Woolver- Wool- not wolf, Wolf, that That's your um, yeah gym lifting brand. Yeah, Uh, uh what's it called? Wolf Spain or something wolfs- like that. That's, no, that's something from a computer game. Wolfsbane helps heal and gives you more adrenaline. So I wine. <laughs> 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 so, what do you want us to do? Because Well, sure. no, first of all, oh, hang on, what are we doing? Are we drinking this first? Or are you going to show us what we should have been drinking the whole time first? Yeah, I can do that. Okay, so we have no idea. Yeah. He's already yeah, turned up with some no idea. placenta cigars and. in a uh, secret bag. Yeah, this just keeps. I like, like how like well organized you are. Back. This is like properly. So
1: oh, this, this, this is a Dalmore cigar malt now, right, well I'm sold because it's got a stag on the front of it we've a, had Dalmore look, before I
2: glasses. Thanks.
1: there's a rumour that because of all the smoking ban and bits and pieces and stuff and because it's all like oh, they've got to put nasty stickers on everything it's rumoured I don't know how true it is maybe one of your viewers can tell us that um, Dalmore stopped producing cigar malt. so whatever is on the shelves unbottled is all that will ever be created which makes this even more special because
2: this is a brand new bottle. So this is called a cigar malt reserve. So this serve. this is the mean? cigar malt.
1: Should you be even opening this? Yeah, absolutely. It's there for drinking. What are you going to do with it? Keep it? Yeah, you said. at it and then if it's 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 like, I make like an NFT. A, you go, oh, I've got
2: a darn cigar malt. <laughs> oh, if it's worth that's...
1: a couple hundred Gs in a few years, like you can yep. pitch back in for yeah. it. We'll <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> me- it. How yeah. many milliliters did you have? So it is. It's a single malt yeah. Scotch we, whiskey. We just get an invoice
3: me. in about 20 years' time.
2: No, you know that do you, sip
1: yeah. Do, do, do you remember that five <laughs> millimetres God. that I savagely poured out yeah. you, just let it drip off and then caught you back in? Yeah. yeah, you owe me. And then this...
2: It's a nice-looking bottle. This is, is the oh, beautiful... This is
1: and This is very difficult to come by now. Mm-hmm. They do different variants of it. But now this is becoming less and less stocked. So this so is, what's I, was, that one? I was waiting. This is just aged 18 years. So this is just a straight single malt by Dalmore. What have we done? Have we done an 18-year rum, but not a whiskey?
3: I can't tell you now, mate. We're on episode 90, but oh, I don't think <laughs> we're done
2: for you. This one's, been, this one's been open. I feel better That's, about that. Yeah. I don't, I feel like we're doing some kind of. You know,
3: it's because we're, we're good. It's because we're cavemen. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're not, we don't have the culture to enjoy it. You will. I well, okay,
1: so... Just drink that first right, and then we so, will just... I'll go for the Evan Williams. We'll, we'll
2: go Evan Williams first because yeah. that's the... Well, no, that's going to be single malt, no? The Glen... Yeah, that's a single malt Scotch whiskey. It's literally yeah. what we're going to be drinking. Mm. So let's do that. Let's no. Let's let's bag off the Evan Williams okay. because that's All a All right, then that's a fair comparison. That's a normal Scotch whiskey. Yeah. Single, decent one. Perfect single malt, entry level. Age 12 years, Glen you have a bit...
3: Not, Not that one.
2: No, <laughs> no look Not at you, that look that him. Look at him slapping puff. <laughs> you guys won't drink that again after that either. You, you well, you hope... So you, we might let you down heavily.
3: It, this all depends. We might not like it. It all depends on what that cork like sounds you, like you when it comes like out. If that cork doesn't, yeah, like that a doesn't make sound, a good sound, we aren't even going to bother. it's not a it's cheeky gonna, pop.
1: This is going to be the first time I ever request it, but if you don't like it, you spit it. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the glass, I'll drink it. <laughs> <laughs> and Directly into your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> this is right, got erupted. It, it is going on late, viewers, tonight, so <laughs> yeah. it might get a bit heavy in here.
2: <laughs> right, come on then. Right. You've you got to leave enough for me to try a bit in that one.
1: I'm
3: only going to do
1: so for the viewers back home, um, the reason single malt can be important is because really, we only a, a single malt like. is from a single source of whiskey and a blended whiskey is um, from multiple different whiskies that aren't obviously a single malt. So it's blended together to create a better flavor sometimes. However, Japanese whiskey... We've got,
2: we've got a Nikki downstairs. Yeah, yeah Nikki from the barrel. Hot, yeah, that is.
1: Yeah, from the barrel. The, the Japanese are... Just light years apart. This eighteen-year-old is absolutely sublime, mm. and you can get a twelve-year-old Japanese that, whiskey that will blow this out the water. Really? Yeah. yeah. So what?
3: What's the aging process? What are they doing differently? I don't know.
1: I need to do
2: a bit <laughs> more research. Clearly, it. samurai. Swords. But it's, it's yeah. got to be something to do they're with cut it it. Swords, samurai swords, 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 swords or something. Swords, yeah. Or something. geisha coming as in as they're pouring it in. Somebody's there going, <laughs> "Yeah, chopping at the whiskey with, yeah. it, with a, water a, a legendary through sam- the armor or something." Oh, like that is. It's got to be something. Trickling down a samurai's yeah. armor awesome. and that because they were, all, they were probably made
1: of a virgin geisha it's yeah. just trickling through just and filtering and she's yeah. virginity Perfect. she's, she's <laughs> drinking it still. and then it just excretes uh, <laughs> it yeah. oh, yes. she just holds it
3: for for 12 years she's been crossing her legs <laughs> <laughs> they don't use casks, they use a person. Oh,
2: Jesus. She's, She's been bound smoked. Shut. She's smoked. She's
3: bound
1: shut. Oh, yeah. That makes the price understandable. Then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Right. But also, so,
2: they do worse things. You see what they do to their fucking their feet? feet yeah. yeah. Hey, do you know the worst thing about the feet binding? Yeah. Other than looking at the pictures of it, they are now ridiculed for having it done. So, like, it got banned, and to make it. So it never came back. Yeah. The dude, I don't know what you call them over there, but because like, they're not dictators, but they are heavy-handed rulers, aren't they? So the, the, the top dude was like, not only is it banned, you are to shun anyone who's had it done and ridicule them, like openly ridicule them. They, they were re- harassed in the street. Like they were, they were, almost, world, they were shunned, there, shunned by, the, by society. There. So after going through this crippling, horrendous process, which was brought forward probably by the royals, Mm. they were then shunned from society. How about, hey, maybe you just say, we don't do this anymore. And also, let's feel sorry for those that are coerced into it. No, Mm. no, make them a fucking joke. Mm. The hypocrisy over there is unbelievable. You talked about this before.
1: And I don't want to bring Bitcoin up again because we're moving on from cryptocurrency, but they banned Bitcoin. In China and guess who the second largest holder in the world of Bitcoin is? The Chinese government. Mm. Yeah. That just goes to show the Chinese hypocrisy yeah. of it. Elon Elon the power, say, yeah. <laughs> but you can't have it.
3: One of our coaching no, clients, um, he's a he's a British guy, but he actually lives over in China and he like he he has his Chinese phone. You can't fucking do anything on it. You yeah. can't download apps. You can't. Nothing. There's no WhatsApp. And, there's and no you, nothing. If, I was like, how do, can, how do I talk to you?
1: If you can, it's regulated. Yeah. Apparently, the TikTok is all, if it's educational or in some way adding value to your life, they will allow it. And if not, it's censored mm. completely. You know, it's not. It's fully, different I'm double. not fully
2: against that. No, <laughs> no I'm not either. either. I think it's like, brilliant. I mean, that is the. The crew cast the, wouldn't exist, though, unfortunately, if ended, it was filtered out, though. That's not helping anyone. It's like the. The, s- the severe end of the scale but yeah, that's somewhere in the middle between the two is the right place we should be that's it but then it's where right. Right. how do you draw and stop the line isn't it
1: cheers, cheers. Yeah. feel like I'm
3: leaving you, you out, yeah.
2: water there's
1: nothing
3: in this one so,
2: Glenfiddich. Right, so this is a 12 what is it? Let me you what you 12 year old Glenfiddich. this is a single malt Glenfiddich, and it's their original 12 from the Valley of the Deer that's nice. Okay. I like that. We like this one. Mm. We, In fact, not only really oh, like it, we've got a bit of a over this. Like, mm, that's a good job so that is. Who wants to open this then? By the way, this has been um,
1: in my cabinet for five years. You it's open just it. waiting you to open it. Open really? it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah no are, one of you 100% open it. you open it. Do you know yeah, how many no, bottles yours. of this I've opened?
3: <laughs> yeah, but that one's been sat there for five yeah. years. Well, so you, you see, you
1: this one's twice the price of that one, so I was only bothered about opening that one. How much are these? Uh, There's these c- are this is cigar malt Dalmore The if on the cheaper side of things, if you can find it about 95 quid, but more like 120 these days. Oh, so this is
2: the one of the top we have. What have we done close to this? An 80 pounder, yeah, 80. Yeah, so right. this is open. this is. Come on, Lewis, you've topped it. It got you pop, should know you've got to use your meat hand, the non clicking meat hand. Oh, yeah, but he's, yeah. he's going to like snap the top Nobody of it or something. No, I can't. You've got to use your good hand. It's
1: going to explode and pour all
2: over me. For those wring out my jeans <laughs> into everyone's cup. <laughs> For those that don't, on the last one, we figured out that we, we can all click with both hands, I'll but Lou down has down the one parents. hand that just cannot click. He's just got this meat slab that just goes <laughs> when he tries yeah. to click it. <laughs> <laughs> have a pub hand. You, you, it's like he's trying to clap with one hand so uh, <laughs> uh, we were given a reference of Hanson
1: if any of you guys have seen Scary Movie 2 take my good hair oh hey child take my good hair he's, oh, he's, he's like, oh, oh, you're so pretty I like it
2: when he does the mashed potato <laughs> yes <laughs> That's the best bit at the table mashing because they're all like oh so then we can eat and he's <laughs> yeah. bum yeah, bum bum why
1: is <laughs> he smashing the turkey oh he smashes he's stuffing you're stuff it
2: stuff right hang on cheeky pop or not let's have a listen here we go this is this this is a
3: expensive. Well, don't, care is a don't, don't care how much it, care. it costs. Don't care if it's, it's sat in five years. Nah, it's popping. all about the pop. Yeah.
2: That was a rich pop because you got no squeak. Yeah, yeah, it was there too. Was no, it was it was a sniffless cork. Is it corky? Sniff my cork. Wow. Sniff
1: that cork. There's an offer on a Friday night. Let's go.
2: Am I going to sniff the cork? I can't even. That, it just smells sweet. Oh, it does. It's not no no pungence. Do you know what that is? you can't smell the alcohol. It's a just... mm. you yeah,
1: Can't no, smell that's... any alcohol on that. No. Uh, and make, make sure you drop a little bit of water into your glass. Oh yes, good show. We've
2: got try. to. We've got to clean. The glass. To dilute it. <laughs> a little drop of water. What do you think about people who add water to whiskey? Well, they're obviously drinking shit whiskey. The old well. It's an old wartime thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's because you used to drink shit whiskey. <laughs> but like people like my granddad. Would uh, start adding water to his whiskey the later on in the evening went to make uh, people around him feel like he wasn't drinking as much. Where he's drinking exactly the same amount, he was just adding water to on Yeah. Yeah, but that was his old, war, you know, from the wartime. You uh, give yourself pour. the first pour. Oh, that's a good pour.
1: I hope you can hear that. Oh, you go, make help yourself. Right, so we're doing that much, are we? You can do as much as you want, mate. Uh,
2: but yeah, you've got to you have, have some 18-year-old at some you point. So. Our, <laughs> you haven't seen our paws. You do not want you to want say lose home pause Yeah, I always have to catch up. I'm like, bloody all oh, right, you've done that. Have you? Right? I'll yeah, I'm like, more I'm like up to then. there. I'm like, that's a double, right? <laughs> <laughs> when fucking, we had one, right? it is. <laughs> right, it's
3: a yeah. uh, strong double. Yeah. it's a glugger. So when we actually went out to and got served, we were like, oh. Oh, that's yeah, it's a double. What the fuck is that? Where's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the rest of yeah, my at? Asked, asked for a double? Uh, yeah, that is that a double? Is,
2: yeah, honestly, where were we when we did that? Oh, London. And we were yeah. like, what is this? We, where's the other shot? And they were like, that is a. Where's the other shot? Yeah, yeah.
3: that's a four. Yeah. Where, a where was that when. It was that, um... give,
2: give the whiskey some chance. Let okay, sorry. I feel. Oh, oh, we're not having any dribbles. Okay, in the glass. Yeah, got yeah.
3: We were out in. Uh, we got invited to this. I don't know what the hell it was. Now it was just some like private concert thing, and uh, there was it was free. We were in like the VIP area, so it was free drinks. And we're like, oh, can we get X, Y, Z as a double?" And like, we can't, can't do doubles. And I was like,
2: "Yeah, this is the dumbest thing." You can, can, I get yeah. can I get two? Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah, you can get
3: like ten singles. Yeah, literally. So he, he had to do it as singles, and then we'd like. Bang, bang, bang. There
2: you Infra- go. Thank you. He stared him in, in the eyes, just pouring one glass into the other. It's obviously they've and got, got their rules like, or whatever else. Walked off. That's, 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 that's what I love
1: about the military. So I went to a, um, a wings parade, which is when um, one of my friends was passing out and um, he'd done his helicopter licence for the Navy. And it was at RF Shawbury. And it was a free bar. And you could order, and we were ordering triples and quads. Wow. And we were just like, oh, that's a bad yeah. night. <laughs> 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 we're like, that's yeah. a good bad night. Brilliant. I'm going to take a sip of water first. So this is specifically designed to be paired with cigars.
2: <coughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. so what is a cigar malt? That's the, the, what they've titled it's, it, or it's it a, actually has no, something it's, in it? No, it's a different flavour, and you'll
1: notice that when you go to the 18-year-old. There is a smoke and a peat to this one that isn't in that. Right. And it's not a horrible peat, I promise you. Okay. Is he a nasty guy? Horrible
2: peat. Horrible yeah, peat. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't treat me right sometimes. It's such know, a bad joke. Horrible afterwards. Horrible peat. Oh, what did I think of today that was really bugging me? And I was going to ask you guys about it. It was something stupid that I did, and I remember thinking, "Why do I do that?" <laughs> uh, Forget gone. things. For time That's time one purge. No, it's gone. I didn't it purge it. it I just it. reloaded. It. Right.
1: Yeah, you can even purge it again now. It'll purge again because when when it uh, when it stops, it should purge. Anyway, so, see? if
2: you didn't know, what you do with the some cigars can become ammonia imbalanced. You can once you've had a few totes on your cigars, you can actually blow back through the cigar onto a flame cool. and you can watch the ammonia leave the cigar and then once it blows clear then take another hit and it will taste like a completely different cigar much smoother and it is much Sanky. smoother and the drawer is better right right here we go gentlemen this is the cigar the cigar won't by down more cheers sir Thank cheers you well for much.
1: you are welcome oh, you didn't get
0: me you, you didn't, didn't get me I got you first
2: then huh? oh was that you cheered you him me, yeah. and my brain went done <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because I was it? within
2: the vicinity, <laughs> I heard a clink. Yeah, here we go. It's weird because it doesn't smell harsh at all. It's barely any notes. Like it's, it's just wait. <laughs> that's
3: fruity. That's so that, sweet and
2: smooth. Ridiculously smooth, isn't it? There's a nice little bit of heat, in there as well. A little bit of heat down the side. It's but really but... gentle heat, though, isn't it? Do you know no what? Thing the first that's thing? Like? That's the maturity the o- and the quality of the whiskey. Mm-hmm. The aroma went up into my nose. That doesn't normally happen.
3: That's I'm getting fun. like almost. It's like cherry or
1: something. Yeah. We're going
3: in again. It's beautiful. Low, right. fruity. That is nice.
1: And a good whiskey shouldn't be harshly peaty.
2: No, those are the ones we had with like eating peat. Because we didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking horrible peat. Horrible peat. <laughs> <laughs> that is. I mean, that is warm. It's a nice warmth. Mm. I'm getting from that one. It's, yeah. Heat's the,
3: too aggressive, isn't it? It is. It's just real gentle.
2: But alongside the warmth, I don't know how to describe it, but I have like a coating around my mouth. Like it's, it's sitting.
1: It's just a nice place to be.
2: Yeah. It's sitting in my mouth. The flavor is staying there. Whereas before, what you'll get is like waves. This is, it's, it's more settled. And it, now it's dissipating. But it took that amount of time. And now I guess we try the cigar. That is nice. That is nice. But I'm going to say that I get some of the same flavor tones as I get from some of the, obviously, not cheap ones, but mid-range ones that I enjoy. Mm. So, like, I'm going to, you're going to probably hate this, but like Gentleman Jack. What's that? It has some sweet Um, tones in it and it's a really soft heat. I get a similar vibe from that in the terms of what I like from whiskey, yeah. but that has way more depth. If that makes sense. What's that one? Is it like eighteen sixty-seven? 1760, eighteen 1764 it's like a or something? Yeah, is that remember. the one? Seventeen yeah. something. Whatever that's that one really, is, you know, that, that's that that what it reminds night. me we of. That one in, in like it's yeah.
3: got that really light sweetness. It's just it's just subtle. You don't have any of the but any of the typical things that people think of when they have whiskey risky. and it's yeah. just like oh that's
1: harsh that's yeah. blows your head off and just drinking it for the sake of drinking it yeah just it like, yeah, oh. yeah people. you can actually sit and
2: enjoy it but we've had people sit down and retry whiskey the right way and mm-hmm. be like oh oh that tastes way better like yeah because it's not smothered in coke you're not having a quadruple of it and it's also not called Jack Daniels <laughs> and don't get me wrong like the Black Label Jack and stuff like that I'll happily drink those like I, I still enjoy them Gentlemen. I think one of the one of, my, one of the things I appreciate about myself is no matter how high end we go with whiskeys I will still enjoy some of the mid-range stuff yeah. now the low end stuff now now our palates have got better. I yeah. cannot palate at no, all. Mean, like they bad taste bad. like chemical. That's it. And even some of my favourite rums now taste like sweeties because mm-hmm. they're so the, the rum in it is so in- insignificant. Like, yeah. but I would still enjoy yeah. that one because it still tastes nice. Just like orange juice tastes nice. Yeah. But I wouldn't. Co- wouldn't compare my orange juice to like some uh like blood orange mixed cocktail mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah, it's that yeah. best to drink both
3: <laughs> yeah i think it's same with like food though i love going to like a michelin star ret- restaurant and enjoying something that's stupidly expensive but then yeah, also pizza. i can go to the, yeah i can get a mcdonald's or i yeah. can go and get a shitty pizza and still have a good time I'm with that and there, right? it's like
2: there's just different levels to things isn't there I and I think you should be able to enjoy all like yeah. if you go too high end like we talk about the snooty tooties yeah then you're missing out on some of life. Mm. You really are because sometimes the cheap shit is the perfect solution for a moment. Yeah. And it's the best thing you could have. And if you wanted, like, it makes you a really, like, just feel like you want something a little bit dirty. You just, you've, you, I don't know, there's just that moment, isn't there, maybe you're a bit hungover or maybe you've just, Done something that's crazy, like ex- like exercise wise, and you think, oh, "I just want something really rough." Like that's when your burgers and all that kind of come in. If you someone went, "Do you want to get a beef Wellington?" You'd be like, "Fuck off!" Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, no, I got the beef Wellington, you prick. Yeah, <laughs> you would, you would get mad. Yeah, you need the, the cheap, crappy burger or the hot dog or something at yeah. that moment. Kebab. You know, you don't want a beef Wellington at a fireworks display.
3: Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe is somebody does. I don't know. Yeah.
2: So I think there's a time and a place for a lot of things. You
3: know, um, I don't know if it's true, but I was told that, you know, Michelin Star was actually Michelin, the the tyre company. And apparently... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And, and whenever this got started, you know, 50, 100 years ago, whatever it was, a long time ago, um, basically people were only driving, like, to to go to work if they, if they commuted. No one travelled anywhere. No one needed to go anywhere. So they're like, how are we going to get people to, like, use their tyres more? So they basically started to write these restaurants to get, to get people to, to travel and move around the country oh, more man, that, that and that's really how it yeah, literally course. started to yeah. So, yeah people started awesome. going out to go, go and get food so bar- they used their to toys yeah. But, right yeah
2: so that was a great idea we are already getting onto the half hour mark how is that possible holy crap right so i'm going to be the arbiter which is the thing from halo and not the word <laughs> i'm looking for <laughs> <laughs> and i'm gonna move us on to jason who deals with uh mental health and well-being alongside um nutritional and physical coaching online which is a really interesting place to be especially now um and you deal with a select amount of clients mm-hmm. on a one-to-one basis yeah. and they're kind of you know rolling month to month with you pro- progressing in both life and physicals and things yeah. but you mentioned before on the previous if you listened on the previous episode they deal in alkaline systems now this is a little controversial, mm. in the fact that when this first made its appearance, this alkaline diet, loads of dumb dumb dummies went on about changing the pH balance of the body, which is really cool if you want to die, because that's literally you cannot change the pH of the body, I was going it, to you say it's will impossible. die. Okay. When we talk about an alkaline diet, what we're talking about is the source of the food you are eating. Okay. Now, what are the benefits to alkaline foods and why do you, and well, what have you seen and why do you, not perpetuate, why do you promote such things? Psst. Go crypto, boy. So on Echo crypto, man. (laughs) Back to crypto, Bitcoin.
1: (laughs) So uh, if you think of, if any of you done, uh, anyone watching has done science experiments, etc., you will have done the old litmus paper test. You have pH, which is neutral at seven, and then you have alkaline, which is anything above, and acidic is lower. Well, we know that anything acidic adds pressure to your biological system what i mean by pressure it can mean inflammation it can mean mutation of cells into cancer tumorous lumps etc etc so the more acidic your food is the more pressure on your body now if you imagine pressure can mean Deoptimization of hormones, deoptimization of your metabolic health, deoptimization of your skin, your hair, your nails. Your hair can fall out if you're too stressed and inflamed. Your physical body stature can suffer as a result of being overly acidic. Okay, and that's proven in the fact that processed foods, sugary foods, etc., are very acidic. Now, please note there is only a very small, select few foods which are alkaline. Most of them are green. <laughs> and that's Shocking. it.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm not saying you only eat green fucking food. What I'm saying is strike a balance. Mm. Cut the processed foods out, cut the sugary foods out, and you will see a drastic difference in your life. Why do you think everyone feels great being vegan? Is this acidic? Yes. But, Damn this, it.
2: but this is alkaline. Yes, yeah, so they're balance we go. whiskey, whiskey and cigars. Whoa. That's why they pair yeah. them together. <laughs> exactly. I just had a third tip after smoking the cigar for a little bit. Mm. Holy moly. Beautiful, right? Oh my god. That is delicious. Oh, I'm going to cramp. That is delicious. I oh, feel I like. cramp on my leg. You're cramping. Oh. Quick, get him a broccoli. <sighs> who's got <the> spinach? Yes. <laughs> Give me something alkaline. <laughs> get, get me that toy. It's green. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you going? Yeah, I'm good. No, I'm good. I've I'm good. got it back. The puff oh, on a cigar. That's yeah. why I get away in skinny jeans.
3: Yeah.
2: Thank you. Cramping. To be fair, right, this is what annoys me because you see how he's like long and slender but lean and still, like you can tell he's built. Mm. He looks good in all that. And I mm. look at it and I go, it's a nice pair of trousers like it. Mm. If I put those on, I look Split like a Dorito. I don't look elegant no, and suave. You need,
3: you, Yeah, you look like a long-legged guy. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It just, yeah, yeah you, you pull off trousers in a different way. You line.
2: would pull off so much stuff that I would love to wear. You know, <clears> like <throat> the draped like kind of jumpers and stuff like that because on me they don't drape the same hmm. like if I, if I get the drape it also means, I, means, means I've got a gut now yeah. So I've had to get it so big it just makes me look like a, like a hobbit hang.
1: but please note for those at home I am of an average size male and Lex has arms the size of my fucking legs <laughs> that's why things drape over <laughs> him like curtains
2: you're not average so it... you're lean and mean like that's yeah. far from average the average dude is doughy and overweight. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Which is what we're trying to connect. Yes, yes. yes. And, so and, and, back to your the green. So where's where's the balance? So the ba- for, the what, where balance... would you start with it? Where do you start? Where do we start looking? Where but do we start changing? If, if
1: anyone was to do anything, just cut out the amount of the the sheer quantity of processed foods. Now, if you imagine anything that you don't cut cook and prepare yourself is a processed food. You don't need to go extreme and cut it all out. You can enjoy your life, you can strike balance. Just like going vegan, it creates too much inflammation. You're missing too much of um, nutrients that we can't process um, solely through vegetables. So there are certain uh, certain vitamins and minerals that we get more abundantly and they are more bioavailable to us from meat sources good quality meat sources bioavailability is how we process them inside of our bodies and that is so important to understand so it's not that you have to go carnivore because I can go into that as well and it's horrific for you why do long... you
2: think carnivore work, works in the short term is it just it's because Yeah, like you've elimination done the same thing you've cut out
1: processed foods yeah. you've cut sugar and starchy you've carbohydrates you've started taking
2: out. a real harsh focus on what you're eating yeah. and so you've cutting out all the snacking and the crap because going carnivore removes you from really even having the ability to snack on anything yeah. especially the hardcore ones. To remove fruit. Exactly. I think what we've got is some of those people coming through now who are adding fruit and stuff like that, that's where the balance is beginning to show. Sure. It's fruit. coming in, but again, can if, Isn't that m- what Joe Rogan's doing now? He did it for like, a month and said so he lost loads of weight, felt great, but couldn't sustain it. I thought
3: he, he uh, did it, and then he added in fruit. He started fruit adding in more like fruit. green leafy veg. But now every he does he
2: it every so often. Yeah, and then that, yeah, that's and the, and the idea. You I just, I just passed the found again.
1: I think the problem is with this, with this day and age, we're going almost slightly political with this, is that we want something extreme to like be exciting and new and different. Whereas if you say to somebody yeah. Oh, you can just sit down and have a good like my dinner tonight was a piece of salmon, and I had a lovely tray of mixed uh, Mediterranean veg, I call it. So it was tomatoes, mushrooms, peppers, onions, courgettes. Um, there was fresh chopped chili on there, and there was unfortunately there was some processed food, <gasps> tomato puree poured all over it and a shit ton of olive oil, and it was stunning. A little bit of pink salt on there, again more olive oil once it's cooked. It was amazing. So not only can you eat healthy foods, they taste good as well. But like to that, most people that's boring.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know, well where's a lot of preparation. five minutes? Chop the veg and throw it in the oven, then forget about it.
3: Well you can get those pre chopped Mediterranean (laughs) vegetables. Exactly. But but then,
1: you know, once you chop veg, shouldn't it start to oxidize? Yes. And break down. That's a fancy (laughs) alarm. Thank
3: you, mate. It wakes me up every morning. <laughs> Just hearing that gave me a little bit of a heart palpitation. Oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, no, i <I'm> not
0: awake. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> awake. <laughs> that the that, that sort of thing when you hear a
2: sound that is your alarm. Yeah. It makes you like, oh no, yeah. it's weird, isn't it? Oh god. I have a really nice alarm that wakes me up in the morning. Now that it comes in really soft and slowly elevates. <laughs> so, so. And I, my phone broke, um, and kudos to Apple. I like told them on the chat why it broke, and they went, "Yes, send it back because you're on a business." Apple Care or whatever mm-hmm. and they just literally swapped the phone out within two days sent me a whole new phone for no, like nothing, didn't even question it it was like has this happened he like did an online scan of it like because when you hook up to your Apple ID they can access you allow them access to your phone and they can just run a scan on it can to diagnostic check and, just diagnostic. and yeah and like, yeah, yeah pretty thing. much yeah, um, but cool. because of that long tangent all my basic things like my alarms and stuff have reset to default. So I was getting woken up in the morning by this. Ding, 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 ding. It took me a week to realize that it had changed because it, it was still yeah. an ascending tone. Yeah. And I was like, "Why do I hate waking up?" And I realized I didn't have it on sunrise alarm. Mm. And the moment I changed it, the next <laughs> one I woke up like, "No, no, no!" There was like birds on the windowsill. I was in a blue dress. I was spinning in the forest. Little animals were making me pancakes. And your Prince came and get, put your glass slipper. Back yeah, I did. Butt. I did. Yeah, and all was <laughs> right with the world again. <laughs> so back to greens and salmon. So. Lewis just said about,
1: you can even cut out that, can't you? You don't even need to chop your veg because it's already cut and you can mm-hmm. get them in trace. Well, that's the point, is that if it's chopped, mm-hmm. then it should start to oxidise and break down pretty quickly. It's fresh vegetable, shouldn't it? Yeah. It's like if you cut an apple, it's going to go brown in a couple of hours. Yeah. Well, say, well, if you walk into a supermarket and you're okay with buying pre-chopped veg that's been sat there for probably weeks how's it preserved Mm, so again then you then you can flip alkaline veg so say like broccoli and, and sprouts and bits and pieces like that suddenly it turns acidic because of what it's been sprayed with and, and, and how it's been oh, so held that's just, in state. Right. Yeah, so it can shift it. So suddenly you're eating the processed food again, even though you think you're eating healthily. And here comes the great thing nothing in life is fucking easy, or nothing worth getting in life is easy, is it? No. So chop your fucking vegetables. <laughs> Essentially, that's <laughs> the message, isn't <laughs> so it? Like, your, don't, that's don't, a t shirt. Yeah, don't be fucking easy. You to chop your fucking vegetables. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like if it's worth getting. like... No, oh, it is true. And yeah. if you get in the habits of these things, it becomes way easier because it just becomes what you do. Don't, yeah. don't prep our meal. Yes, no, prep four, three at least. Yeah. Just do I'm... a tray full of it if you're going to do it.
1: That's what I've done. Yeah. I've got the next three days worth of meals just because I prepped 10 minutes worth of veg. Mm.
2: Yeah, that is the way
1: to do it.
3: And 100%. also learn how to chop veg because like there's plenty of videos on YouTube of how chefs prep Okay, we'll get a good knife for starters. It, and they do it for speed and efficiency and like... There were certain things I wanted to learn how to get very good at chopping onions. So during lockdown, I made shit loads of French onion soup, and and I literally <laughs> just chopped like onion after onion after onion. So because like I used to hate it, so I was like, um, because I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Now what happens? You enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, I quite like it. And then when I managed, it's like sometimes you get a better cut than others, and you're like. Oh, yeah. And I've that like I'm properly good. like yeah, diced but
1: that's, it. That's the key though. Enjoy the process. Yeah. Like when you're prepping your food, don't be like, oh for fuck's sake, this is taking me five minutes today. I've lost five minutes. No, you've just spent five minutes. Um, I have a saying inside of my wellbeing group, you pay now or you pay later. Mm. Yeah. So you can pay now with your five minutes of your food prep and enjoy that process of being like, I'm actually extending the quality of life that I'm going to have through this five minutes prep or you can pay later when you're sat on the uh, hospital bed and getting your diagnosis mm-hmm. simple pay it. now or you pay later
2: whatever reason you need yeah
1: that's it done. whatever whatever helps and, and the whole idea is you're just uh, what you're doing is, is if you have kids if you have friends and family that you want to be around in the next 20 years time it's it's rife because we're in an age where we can just go down the street and we can go and get food in an instant but the processes involved it make it
2: the most acidic so I, yeah, I think it, it's balance. It is, like when I get in a rhythm, I'm okay. In the moment, I follow like the rhythm. I get lazy with food, and I get hungry. I'm just gonna grab whatever's in the fridge, and it's usually in a packet, it's usually the processed. There's something, or it's like a supplement, like a protein bar and things like that. Yeah. And and, I, and by the end of a week of doing that, I feel crap. Yeah, I feel lethargic. I look more tired, even if I'm not. Mm-hmm. And the moment I start eating and and supplementing so that means taking my individual vitamins not a multi mm-hmm. individual vitamins vitamin D especially so D3 and hitting at least 4,000 IUs if not 8,000 really you should be smashing at that if you're working out a lot um, retinol for skin is one that most people don't know exists and that's really good I constantly get complimented on my um, what's what do people use your complexion and that's just because I use moisturiser and have the vitamin E retinol and then obviously cod liver oil and things like that these are all little things that you can add in for not a lot of expense it seems like it's more expensive at time because it costs you more than one multi but over the course of a year of using it you're saving a load of money and dosing yourself with actual mm-hmm. so the natural level need. you dose yourself an actual level where you get a result that's the difference like all these the recommended daily allowance is like it shouldn't be called recommended daily allowance it should be called bare freaking minimum like
1: especially to those that aren't looking and eating if you if you were eating masses of vegetables and i eat kilos and kilos of vegetables each and every single week because i eat very little starchy carbohydrates until my planned cheat meals
2: um oh you see uh, you call them cheat meals hmm. i don't like that no because it gives you a negative association with food yeah Yeah. so i would call those a refeed yeah instead because calling it a cheat says you're doing something wrong yeah when you're Mm -hmm. not doing anything wrong when you're calculating it and putting it into your diet within your boundaries um yeah the cheat meal thing which the rock heavily like utilizes Indulged, i think is yeah. negative it's negative you don't uh, no food is a cheat you just have e- either eaten too much that's it that's it's just then all you're doing is overindulging. but it's yeah. no cheat like you can i can get you shredded on over a 10 week period eating mcdonald's three times a day 100 percent. i would buy all the money in my bank and get you lean on three mcdonald's a day you will feel like utter turd. Yes. Your yeah. skin will be horrible, but your fat to lean muscle ratio will be better. Hmm. Like, but that's manipulation of macronutrients. What and the, and yeah,
1: and the biggest problem was so the the you know James Smith,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: So James Smith is calorie fucking def- deficit CFD. Yes, and that was his brand and his slogan. He and he was actually saying it doesn't matter what calories come in. Well, there's an actual fact that the biggest problem I have with the clients that come inside of of my program is that their mental health is in shit state usually. And that's why they're in crisis and that's why they want to fix and they want a problem. So the first thing everybody does is go to exercise. Well, that's a stress on the front end. So you're stressed out, you're unhappy with the way you look, you're probably unhappy with your relationship and your job and then you're going to have more stress in. Wrong there's two ways you can look at it you start doing mental health work but then if you're already in a stressed out situation you're sitting down and doing yoga or meditation or journaling and mindfulness it's going to feel like bullshit to you it's going to be very challenging to get very very challenging the way you start is by healing yourself with your food so just like Lexa said he can go to and get you shredded um, eating at McDonald's three times a day and stuff the problem is you are destroying your gut bacteria and not a lot of people know this serotonin which is your uh, mood leveling hormone so it stops you going super super high and crazy like a a, um, a teenage girl maybe for example or like a kid you know when you get super excited start squealing or going super super low depressive thoughts and sipping it without the cheers in did you see that Whoa. I haven't actually I had any you know? that I thought you, you got in with <laughs> you, so you, oh, are, on, <laughs> are you on this one yeah, yeah on
2: the a- oh. I passed it over to you oh, I, I forgot because it was already open I thought it was that one I didn't, so I was like, oh, I don't want another one of the, that one. I'll, the, that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait, because I've done the water, wa- oh no, so, I hadn't done the water wash, so I thought I'd done the water wash. So this is the 18 year old. Just pass me the water thing, I'm going to clean this glass out before yeah, we go, know, so we're go going to it. the 18 year old diamond Yeah, my point, my, uh, my, my. What was my point with the, bringing up the um, McDonald's thing? Is that it's all to do with calorie deficit. So it, it, also, no, you're still going to feel no, like shit. I don't agree you? with his calorie deficit thing. I think mm. James Smith, he, he has some points where I'm like, yeah, that's good. And then he says other things. I'm like, that's absolute shite. I hate the fact that he shits on people with six packs. Pisses me off. Yeah. yeah. Really pisses me off. And it's. That's a personal thing to him, that is, mm. I've, because I've li- I've... he holds weight around his tummy. Yeah. Tummy. Mm. That, that's fine, so that's... but don't shit on everyone else who yeah. doesn't. Mm. And some people have a very balanced lifestyle, and he, he basically, the, the thing I disagree with him is, is he describes anyone with a six-pack as having to be some chaos calorie deficit, like maniacal loser right. who no count, only focuses on having a no six-pack. I can I can send a thousand fighters your way that will beat your ass into submission about yeah. that. But because it's, it's, it's it's not even it's, to do with that though a, a because six, it comes down
1: to the fact that he thinks people with a six pack are miserable, mm, and it's like no, yeah. actually a byproduct of you having a healthy and balanced diet means you're happier and then your
2: body leans out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the six pack, six pack is a byproduct of being functional yeah. on a regular basis with consistency and diet and training intensity. Yeah. Like if, you, if I put you through a fight camp for 10 weeks, you will have abs by the end of it yeah. and you won't have gone in trying, you won't be doing sit-ups. No. You don't need to do any sit-ups to that. So him saying that and people who buy into him and listen to him will start to believe that rhetoric and it's nonsense, like it's untrue. Do you, do you and know, do you know in, why though? Why what? Because getting the six-pack's hard, right?
1: Mm. Yes. I feel like he's, lowering, he's
2: uh, lowering the bar. That's is, what yeah. I mean. He's, he's doing it to appeal. Yeah, yeah. And Here's I don't everyone's like
1: potential. There's their ceiling yeah. where they could actually get to, yeah. and here's where James is setting the bar. Yeah. What it is, is it's, that's the it's, problem. The, it's
2: on a different level. It's the same thing as when fat people group together and say that being obese is okay yeah. because their blood pressure's all right. And so all of them come together and go, yeah, yeah, that's right, we're okay being this way. He's doing the same thing, with the six pack thing, it's no mm. different. The same mentality He's using the same tool, yeah. and it's not. Great. It's a very negative thing to put out there, of he's and he doesn't full. need to do that. When he calls out actual negative things, very well. Mm. But that one thing makes me pull back, and and whatever. Like it's him who has, like the, for, for someone like me, who wants to did something like that, and 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 appreciate that makes me question his motives
1: because it's, it's, it's motives He's a business. At he's
2: intelligent point. enough to know that what that's not. Yeah.
1: Right. It's it's saying. mass and business and money because at, at some point if if you get to a certain point with inside of his program, you should already be on a very expansive pathway. Yeah. So you should be asking because there's no such thing as maintenance in this world. It mm. doesn't exist. You're either expanding or you're contracting. So you're either progressing inside your workouts or you're not, aren't you? Mm. It's yeah. that simple. You don't, yeah. you're not like, "Oh, I've still lifted the same this week." No, you didn't. Yeah. You'd probably 1% less, half percent less. There's expansion or contraction. You moved on or you didn't. I'm not saying not moving on is bad. Mm. There is times to contract, to hold, to wait, to then go again. But if you think about it, if you set a ceiling here... There's going to be people bumping that scene. And he's going to be like, oh, no, no, don't worry, you don't need anything more because yes. getting a six pack will make you unhappy.
2: Yeah. So you're, so you're automatically
1: making people contract at that see point, it saying, in the oh public. no, if you go
2: beyond that, you you're miserable. See, you can see the non six packers all grouping together going, yeah, you are, yeah, Jay, great to see you putting a, a video out with your top off when you don't have a rock hard stomach. Mm-hmm. Like you can see these people doing. And then what they're doing is basically vocalizing their excuses yeah. to not have what they want. Yeah. Like, no, fuck yeah. God, Why not teach those people? Listen, we're gonna go this way, you're gonna work hard, you're gonna be consistent, and we're probably not gonna guarantee it, you're probably gonna see improvement towards getting a six pack. But hey, if it doesn't come but you are doing the hard work, you're being consistent and you're being progressive, then that's just how you are. And yeah. that's, yeah. What, matters. Healthy, yeah. that's yeah. what matters. That's what matters. That's what matters is the process of teaching yourself yeah. hardship is important
1: in your life. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, that's what the key is. I think with him as well, he, he's kind of got he seems like he's very he's very sure of himself and I think he's had his experiences. And now he's just generalising that that's the same for everyone else. Because he yeah. like he's not in bad shape at all. He's, he's in good shape for your average person. But he's, for somebody who's a fitness person, he's not amazing. He hasn't got great genetics. No, he um, not And that's not a knock at him. That's just what that's it just is. life. And he's looked better and he's looked a bit worse. But he's not got great genetics. So I think because he finds that quite challenging, he assumes yeah. that everyone does. Yeah. Whereas some people have abs year round with no effort like or intent complaining to complaining that
2: I don't have naturally massive legs. Yeah. Like, I have chicken legs. All my insertions are really fucking high. Even when I get big muscle mass, it doesn't look like I have it if I put a pair of shorts on. But you don't, like, not, but you don't not train legs, do you? No, I don't I'm not train legs, and I don't <laughs> tell people it doesn't matter about training legs. Yeah. Like my that's my genetic limitation, in the way it looks, and it's and I accept it. It's just tough shit. Yeah. In fact, what it makes me do is want to work harder. Exactly. Like I've gone to the extent of fixing all my mechanics and finding out why certain bits of me are lagging as a result of because I'm putting the fucking work in, but there's not seen what I, the extent of the results I thought I should be. And it turns out my freaking hips and everything were all off, and since fixing those, I've had more results in in the twelve month period than I had in five yeah. years. So. I don't like people being falsely stagnated when they don't need to be, when you should always be making people aspire to be better. Like, and that's not aspire to be better at the sacrifice of your relationships, your life and all of that. That's not, that's not being better. No, because there should come some balance inside that. And that well, again, by saying by being better, you're encompassing balance yeah. in that. By being better, that means in all avenues, yeah. not in your singularity. Well, that that that's what we do inside the well-being program. So everyone always wants well, to work in. Let's cycle you back because you want a really interesting. You want a really interesting conversation about well the serotonin but also you were saying about it's not the best thing is to jump straight into exercise before considering something else mm. you were saying so like what would be the foot what you were on about that process of where you start someone? make
1: small subtle nutritional changes because again you've got to understand the serotonin thing serotonin is the mood leveling hormone like we were saying before so it stops you going from super super high and really overexcited five-year-old girl thing all the way down to depressive mm-hmm. suicidal thoughts and all that horrible stuff it, it levels you so it, it detects a peak or a trough and then serotonin naturally brings you up well serotonin even though it's related to your mindset is produced in your gut 95% of it is and things like gluttonous food gluten um, punches holes in your gut bacteria and it leaks all of your um, good and bad gut bacteria out eventually if you if you prolong it Um, and it can take up to six months of no gluten to fully heal your stomach you don't need to fully heal your stomach don't need to cut gluten
2: out don't worry everyone for the whole period of time but less is better i'm gluten intolerant how much bread, what, what are you eating today? I'll well, get up and i have toast, yeah. and then I'll go out and i have a wrap, and then... Sandwich I'll, for lunch. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, so bread you're, with you're, a soup you're eating for a, for six appetite, slices yeah. of bread a day, minimum seven days a week, yeah. and then a pizza at weekends on top. And and like, ask
1: these people not, if they like bread. Oh, ask them yeah, if they yeah. go I sat nah, down nah.
2: to my toast this morning and
1: went nah, mm, no. just like we've sniffed the whiskey and gone it, oh yeah. doesn't that smell good isn't that great and you I enjoy it I sniff my right?
2: toast like you won't believe when I have it oh, nobody have does that though they're just like oh meat yeah, and fucking toast
1: and then you say to them yeah. have it once have it once a week Yeah. and then when you sit down to it they're like oh, do you know what fuck. the good
2: analogy is cornflakes you ever had never had a bowl of cornflakes for a year or so and you have that one bowl of cornflakes with just milk yeah. it tastes the best I then after four days of having cornflakes it sucks like but that's an extreme example. but delay gratification i yeah. will literally if i have toast in the morning because i want toast in the morning yeah i usually don't i usually have like a, a a protein smoothie shake with all my kale and greens and spinach and mango and stuff uh but if i have my slice of toast in the morning i have no other bread during the day yeah. so i have I, I have a two slice a day limit on any bread and it won't be every day that i have that either yeah. but i love bread like that's a challenge. Like mm. I fucking love, bro. You bring me a baguette, I'll sit in the corner like a weird little dude and eat that baguette from nibble to nibble to head to toe. Yeah. Like oh, fucking love. There's a baguette downstairs, and I know it's there right now. Yeah. Like there is a baguette in the house. I can sense it. And and
1: the thing with this is is you start to form um, neurological mm-hmm. pathways in association with dopamine to food sources, and that's bad. Yeah. Because look, look how badly wants to come on you food.
2: fuckers. Right. So eighteen year old Dalmore. Dalmore. Dalmore Aged eighteen years Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. Here we go. Let's see if this brings the serotonin up. I'm oh, sniffing you it, shirt. That smells datey. What can I smell? Is that dates? Oh, that's savage. Big. Oh, dash your cigar.
1: It's definitely richer. There's more.
2: It's beautiful, right?
1: Um, so smooth, no peat. Yeah, the, it, no horrible burn or anything like that. But that the the cigar malt is designed to have a peat and a smoke through it to last and linger. Whereas that just gives you all the flavor notes, and no burn. It feels
2: raisin. Yeah, yeah.
3: That's kind of it the richness to it. It, it. it it's like something that's been stewed.
2: It's like Christmas pudding. It's beautiful, right? But that to me is way hotter than that one. Yeah. Yeah. Way hotter. In a different so that one was purging audience. No, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Look at that.
2: Oh wow. That is a so that's all ammonia. And also his lung capacity blowing through that. Still going, still going. How long can you keep it going? You make a good gay guy. <laughs> still going. <laughs> Just a tip. And <laughs> not, <in> <laughs> not in prison. Um my point with um, the, the things, the reason I brought up, so you're correct. Diet should 100% be the very first point that you very go small, to. Very small, subtle changes. It is, it's the, like everything. But it should be your first port of call. Foundation. Like 100% your first. And you are 100% correct in the way that it can affect your mood. Yeah. So like I, the reason I brought up the McDonald's thing is I can, you can get leaner just eating. You can eat fast food three times a day. Yeah. There'll be some of the bits in between that you'd have to make up to hit your macros. What I'm saying is you could include three fast food meals a day and still get lean. Yep. So by no means is it impossible to change the way you look on a terrible diet. But, okay, that would only work with the McDonald's if it was done to a scientifically scientific numbers so proteins carbs and fats hit every day finding those fast food meals that fit within those those uh boundaries which is why i don't like the cheat meal ideas because you can get shredded eating mcdonald's three times a day there's no need to call any meal a cheat because you can get to a a certain physical goal in terms of visual appearance through and through just eating the in a controlled manner that is calculated now it has to be heavily calculated and it has to be calculated daily and every meal has to be checked and logged and everything. And
1: you're already frightening people.
2: Yes. Calculations, yeah.
1: knowing calories and all this stuff. And, and the thing is, if you, if you genuinely calorie count, like you're honest, truthful, it's key principle number one, the truth. If you're truthful about your calorie count for two months, you cannot sit there and lie to me and be like, oh, I don't know what's in that meal you'll fucking know Oh, actually, within a degree or an entity yeah. you'll know roughly so you don't need to calorie count for life viewers. No. you can calorie count for a couple of months for, yeah. know and understand your energy needs as a human being and then you should be able to I, I haven't
2: carried macros for nearly two years now Yeah, and I, I, and I still if anything I under eat
3: yeah, yeah. I normally I'll go through because I, I did six months the longest I've ever done six months tracked every single meal mm. then at, towards the end of the six months I was like Annoying. This is completely fucking pointless. And, uh, and like, but now I probably track macros for a couple of weeks a year just to recalibrate my idea because I feel like the longer you don't track for, you kind of, you know, you you get a little bit less accurate with you yeah. with your eyeballing, and then just doing it. For a couple yeah, of weeks, you kind of point up and you're, and, like, oh, actually, yeah. no, that's more calories than I thought it was, or that's less but calories than I thought the, it was. The thing
2: with it is, is if you do do the macro counting or you, and you do count, what it does is it teaches you about food. You start to learn what is in things and what's not in things, which is most shocking. Yep. So, that you realise how easy it is to fit cheese into your diet. And you're told by most dietitians, cheese, butter, all these things, terrible. Get them out, high fat, and they are super easy to fit into a diet. I actually prefer a higher fat diet because mm. it helps keep me mentally more stable, keeps me more satiated and I pile my carbs around my training where my body needs the glucose to function and mm. need to replenish glycogen afterwards. Mm. So it makes sense to time the things around there. So saying a calorie a calorie is a calorie is nonsense because yeah. I can manipulate different types of calories towards different activities and well, different um parts of the day to utilize them better to not only improve my energy levels but to maintain a mental um, Men, well not sensitivity but like uh a mental stability mm-hmm. throughout the day not have those crashes work out when i'm peaking when i'm troughing and adjust accordingly so you're 100 right that food should be the number one thing to go to it also is a huge mood changing thing so people who are depressed anxious and all of these things if you're eating heavily processed things, if you have a lot of sugar in your diet you're having huge peaks and troughs in your blood sugar levels and when you have low blood sugar levels after having high, so you have obviously insulin peaks and troughs. So you, what you get is anxiety, because it, when so a really an extreme version of, of of this is if somebody's like high on weed or on a trip. Not that we know about that. And most of the times, yeah, if, if they've under eaten and on these things, and they start to feel very vulnerable, and they start to feel like they get their anxiety thing on there, they start to get very, very, almost scared. If you give those people something to eat they will they will feel much better and it's simply because you're balancing their blood sugar levels again so they're bringing Mm -hmm. the body back into when i got when i got bakes at the
3: halloween party afterwards i think you'd left at that point and i had to go and just hang on to the desk and just i ate an insane amount of cake And I felt so much better. I literally was just there. I literally picked up like multiple plates of cake, and then just walked over to the desk and just sat there, just no, 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 no. hanging on, just like eating.
2: But it is—it's true. So food can food can affect not your energy, your mood. It can affect whether you're able to sleep, whether you're not able to sleep. So you also is... need to question inside of the food conversation as well. Why are you eating it? Yeah.
1: Because dopamine is, is, is something Andrew Huberman says, who is a um, neuroscientologist, and he talks about it being um, non-in- yeah, yeah. non-infinite, but uh, infinitely renewable. So if you're getting it from short-term or immediate sources all the time, food, and it's not yeah. even the food itself, for fuck's sake. Like, imagine you have said, I'm not eating chocolate for a month, and the missus has got some chocolate in the cupboard. And you go there, the dopamine actually comes from should I, shouldn't I... Fuck it, I'm doing it, ripping it open before it even touches your lips. There is zero spike of dopamine beyond the point of you saying, Yes, I'm about to. Yeah, it Uh, peaks before. And that's what you're hardwiring yourself for is that excitement. So if you're getting excitement from your food, from having foods that you've told yourself you weren't going to and stuff, that's when a real problem starts to kick in. Because you
2: see it in morbidly obese people. When you watch them in documentaries and things, they will start, they get happier the moment they're unwrapping some food. That yeah. like you can see the you yeah. can see the emotional change in them because they're obviously an extreme version of it. and this. that's yeah. the reward system. Yeah. and
1: and the shift in that is then rewarding yourself by um, a different psychological story and pathway. So, for example, I might not like this this vegetable salad-based bullshit or whatever I've I've mm. just cooked myself because I don't know how to make it tasty right now. Yeah but I know it's going to help me in 10 years' time, 20 years' time. I'm still going to be able to run on the football field with my boy, my uh, my young girl. I'm going to be able to take her to gymnastics and fuck around in the field with her or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm going to be able to do these things because I'm doing that. And as soon as you start switching that um, psychological pathway for the dopamine from it, you get dopamine from the hardship mm-hmm. of what you're doing, not from, oh, i just go and eat some chocolate instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But That's it's too easy, isn't it, to just... Take, take, take. Whereas the not, oh,
2: that's hard that is. See, I readdressed that dopamine reward system with training because I started yep. rewarding myself with the sensation of I've done four or five days this week. Yep. So my days were the reward, which is a really bad way of doing things because it meant I had to trudge through an entire workout four or five times that just week to before get four, I four, felt yeah. like I'd had that, that done my enough to get the feel, that feeling of good. So I tracked it all the way back to just enjoying the motion of a set rep by rep. Yeah. And I started to enjoy the hardship of the heavy set at the end of each, of the end of the, each body part. Yeah. And I would, I started getting goosebumps in my training again, in between like when my sets were about to go up. And, and alongside that, I made sure obviously, I had my music with me every single time I was in there, because that's a huge motivator. And I have since then gone from trudging through training, because it's a chore I had to get done, to within a week, I now enjoy literally being in the training session itself, yeah. and the dull bits to me now are the getting to the gym, and and then I have the, the happiness of leaving. So for me now, the challenge is um, no longer oh four days. I haven't hit my fifth day, failed or anything Doesn't like matter, that. Yeah. No, hitting that great last set process, and enjoying yeah. and that and hitting yeah. those hitting those sets and feeling each rep and feeling it shift and feeling it move. they're all my focus is now. And it's changed my entire training mentality. Like, I'm a savage in there again. Like, don't interrupt me when I'm training. I'm in a fucking... And as well, I was thinking about this today. And you can uh, agree. Like, you look around a gym and people say, oh, some people look so grumpy. You know why that motherfucker looks grumpy? Because that son of a bitch is at war. He's got something to deal with. in the gym because he's at war with himself to get that session done. Because when you go into the gym, you need to be at war. Like that is a time when you are challenging everything that you did last time to better it. So if you're not going into the gym to go to war, don't fucking go because you're wasting your time. If you're going in there and piss pat like pity pattering around, skibbly-papping and just dithering from machine to machine, you are achieving nothing. You may as well go for a walk. You may as well do press-ups at home. Honestly, because if you're not pushing yourself every single session, I'm not saying like to extreme death. I'm saying in terms of intensity for what you're capable of that day, then you, sh- you shouldn't be in there. If you're not mad that ve- somebody's holding you up because they're dicking around on the phone or the machine that you need to be on or the weight you need to be around, you need to reassess why you're going to the At gym. At the very worst,
1: you need to go through the motions and tell yourself you enjoy the fucking pain. Yes. You enjoy the fucking pain. But that's the trick and of ice baths, isn't rewiring, it? And then yeah, you're yeah. rewiring the story again so that it's not... I'm going to enjoy this because when I get home, I get to eat a pizza. That's it. Or yeah. I do this because that's reward based all the time, yeah, isn't it? And, and that's, that's when you're just searching well, for the short term. They, they, and yeah. they, they've proven that yeah. there's a
2: decrease in that <clears throat> reward system, the, do- the, in- the decrease in the dopamine release from yeah. that reward. And, and then, then the workout gets harder. It gets longer yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. It seems longer. So that's yeah. why it's important Perception to enjoy time, the moment because then the time. Actually, my sessions, I look around and I've been in longer than I needed to be in. Yeah. Like it's so, but the ice bath is the trick is to enjoy the pain in the ice bath because of what it's going to give you afterwards. Yeah. So it's going to suck being in there, but love the it. You love, it. You love being in hours. there because you know mm. what it's going to do to you afterwards. The benefits yeah. you're going to get from this afterwards are Pro going to be so good.
3: Yeah. The delayed gratification principle. I think that is one of the main things that defines Keep. people that are successful. In anything really, people that have actually wired their brain to to understand what delayed gratification is and have most of their dopamine hits from that.
1: It's everything we spoke about though, yeah. on this both the podcast, isn't it? Yeah, cryptocurrency. Be willing to lose it to see it in the long run. Yeah, the diet. You know, be willing to sacrifice sitting there chopping on the fucking board for 10 years' time. Yeah. Go, be willing to sacrifice in the moment in your gym session to see the results at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah But don't make it result-orientated. Just love that process of yeah. being in the hardship.
3: There's very few things that happen in life that are actually worth doing, like
1: momentarily
3: yeah momentarily yeah. In- instantly the, you know they're, they're few and far between
2: online shopping so another one dopamine hit mm. buying yeah. something new buying something new it's and I was saying this to my
1: housemate the other day um, and I was like do you know how many fucking things I put in my eBay watch list left it for 24 hours and gone what the fuck oh was God, I about yeah. to buy that for Yeah, mm. oh, you know, that, a fun one? go it's on AliExpress mm. see the <laughs> weird
2: the weird stuff you put in your basket on there yeah. I've got some mad stuff in my basket that's been in there for like a year yeah. and I just leave it in there you're never gonna buy it are oh, you yeah. no never once it goes past that point of oh should I click that button? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when it takes eight weeks and it turns up, you're like, oh, fuck sake, I bought another it. Oh, what <laughs> the hell is this? I will leave it in the this? basket deliberately for a few days to see if I do really care mm-hmm. about it. That's it. it. Mm-hmm. And if it's still there like in a week, I'm like, oh, I do want that. Yeah, yeah. that's I, it. I, I need I do actually need that. It'll have a purpose. Like, a lot of issues with bike stuff and things like that. But, mm-hmm. but
1: again, what what a great process. Yeah. And how and people underestimate how that bleeds through
2: into everything else. I don't think people believe this when we tell yeah. them that the effort you put into the gym will cross over into your everyday life. It's everything. They're like, whatever. The, how? Like, fucking try it. Like, mm. do it. Strong get, body, get, strong get mind. Get through that workout. You don't want to be at. Yeah. Get through that workout. You really don't want to go. When you go in, it's supposed to be legs, like, and I'm going to do back, and then you catch yourself and you go, no. And you walk over to the goddamn squat rack, and you walk over to the leg press, and you get that shit done. How yeah. good do you feel after that workout? Yeah. You feel amazing. It's ridiculous. It's the, ridiculous. It the it, last thing you wanted to do. Yeah, it
3: is. It's how much it carries over to everything else, isn't it? Really, like if you look at, like, I don't know, our reviews on the gym, if you go through and read some of the reviews, most of the people aren't talking about oh yeah I'm like the leanest I've ever been they're talking about how confident they are now they're talking about how happy they are they're talking about like how much it's had an effect outside of the gym they don't they're not saying oh I've got 17 inch biceps now <laughs> like literally nobody says anything like that it's a very it, it's...
2: select few few who actually want that shit yeah and I think that's what people understand because of social media because you're getting the highlights of the of the, of the lift of, or the extreme the thing, yeah. variations of that one thing you're interested in
3: you well you're at, like people are only able to see the physical manifestation of it they're not able to see the psychological changes that are happening or you've got a pump yeah yeah exactly usually as well
1: yeah and the correlation that people never ever make right is hardship life is fucking hard right now when you consider that and it's a fact because life isn't easy because if it was easy we'd all have our dreams come true and we'd all be multi-millionaires and do whatever we want drive whatever we want and be on holiday all the time wouldn't we but Life is full of hardship, right? And if you can choose, actively choose hardship inside, inside the gym. When hardship is placed upon you, a relative dies, there is some unfor, uh, unforeseen, horrible circumstance occurs, etc. How much more do you think you're able to deal with that? Because you're all dealing with hardship on a daily basis through choice, yeah. yes. rather than being a victim of circumstance.
2: Yeah. Get comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so it's it's a simple saying that could not ring truer. Like. I getting up in the morning yeah. I suck at it if I get comfortable in bed once that alarm's gone off. Yeah. Because the bed is too hard to leave. My one problem is I bought a bloody good bed.
3: Yeah. I know that idea of getting comfortable with that hardship and actually getting kind of almost some, some pride in that. And I Damn, I remember and you should. before um well actually during the setup of the gym and kind of the, the things that I was doing beforehand, for a very long time, for for the best part of 18 months, I was doing 70 to 100 hour weeks, Amen. every week. Amen. And I was up before everybody else, and I was still working when everyone else went to bed. And I was tired, but what kept me going was that I was like, I, was like, I knew that I was working harder than everybody else, and I was like, I do way more, and I'm willing to do way more, and that's why I'm gonna be successful, and right. that's why things are gonna work out for me. And like, the, I don't have that same, I don't have that same extreme mindset now, Thinking of hundred hour weeks again,
1: but you don't need to. No, I don't. Because need you to. did your time in the pit. Yeah, yeah. that's the point. Yeah. I can re- I can remember when I
2: lose that mentality. Then. That's what I mean. Sometimes no, I feel like
3: you get if, too comfortable.
1: It, no, but if you've not learned anything from that, mm. and you have to go back to hundred hour week, hundred hour weeks, you missed the lesson. Yeah, you missed yeah. the point of the process. It's very true. So you learned fucking nothing, and then you're ignorant. Yeah. And I can remember it, dude. When I was setting up my studio as well, I was um, getting up at six a.m. With, uh, well, no, I was at the old studio doing six a.m. clients. I was working all day with clients. In between clients, I was going to the new studio to set that up. It's two and a half thousand square foot warehouse. I had to paint the whole thing, and there was the right mess, and and all this stuff. And then I was working till one a.m. I come home, I do four hours of sleep, and I get up and I rinse, repeat. I can remember sitting there crying. Like, and it's fucking embarrassing, but I'd sit down and I'd cry at the end of a night, get it out of my fucking system, knowing that, well, the, my girlfriend at the time wouldn't give a fuck and didn't help about it and all this stuff, but it was like, no, I'm paving the foundation of where I want to be in the next five to ten years' time. I'm doing the shit that nobody else wants to do so I can get to where nobody else will be. Yeah. And you have to, like, lean into that and be okay with hard shit. Mm. Because then when... Uh, the the problem is the people that don't go to a gym that don't understand what we do every day day in day out or whenever we train each and every single week and actively choose pain they become victims of hardship in their life because Mm -hmm. then it's placed upon them yeah and I think the the old old, yeah and the old Tony Robbins saying is life happens for you not to you Mm -hmm. and you can get very twisted in that very quick depending on where you're sourcing your dopamine from
2: yeah which is the problem with gaming (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it really is. A lot of everyone's yeah. so you've seen full grown men coming home from days and they're sitting on a computer yeah. playing card for the entire evening, not doing anything else. So they're going from work to gaming. Yeah. And they're getting this like false dopamine stimulus from the gaming at the end of the day that's their happiness. There was a very one that wonder why they're depressed. And then yeah. they wonder why they hate the rest of the day.
1: Well, they can't, they can't extract dopamine from anywhere else except from a, from what they yeah. perceive as an external source. Yeah. They can't contract it from in here. They can't yeah. produce it by dropping and doing 50 push-ups, doing some squats, you know, having an uncomfortable conversation.
2: Going for a run. Yeah.
1: Asking a girl for a number. Yeah. yeah. Putting yourself out there yeah. knowing that you could well, very, very well get rejected. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, I can't do that then. Yeah. So then you become a
2: victim of your own lack of want in hardship, don't you? Mm-hmm. It's... And, and then and this is where we talk about it, bleeding. It can bleed both ways. So mm-hmm. you don't, don't do it. You, it crosses over into everything. You start putting yourself in hardship, it'll cross over. When those hardships are seen in other avenues of your life, yeah. you're able to deal with them. You're just like, oh, I've been here. Yeah. Yes, it was on a physical because level, but it doesn't matter because it's my, my mental is strong enough to deal with this. Well, like, your,
1: your, your mind only knows cortisol. It knows stress. Yeah. Stress is high, stress is low. Stress is high, stress is low. It doesn't give a fuck where it comes from. Stress is stress. And so if you're putting yourself in a stressed position through heavy and intense workouts, whatever that looks like, whether it's calisthenics, weightlifting or whatever, then when stress from a loved one, bereavement, stress at work, stress in your relationship comes along, you have a higher mental capacity to deal with it because you've chosen to be stressed out for a long period of time. And because you're in control of that, it's very different to being in receipt of it or feeling like you're in receipt
2: of it. It's a very powerful place to be. And the more people you talk to as well who've started to become more mindful. I know a lot of guys who have reconnected with recently and out of like, didn't know. And one the other day, uh, Wade, who is a guy who we did uh, some uh, work with, he owns a company called Dogstone. He does like diamond wedding rings and all stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. really handmade, like really nice stuff. But he does a Dogstones, his, his like underground brand that he does alongside, which is just savage jewelry. It's really cool stuff. He's gone through a big change where he would be out partying, doing all sorts of drugs stuff like that. He Went through a massive spiritual change in terms of like got involved in meditation, taking care of himself, looking at things from a different angle, cut out bad friends, cut down on the drinking um, in bad uh, environments. And um, he's dropped like two stone and he wasn't fat by any means anyway. But he's just dropped his... He he's lost, his, he he lost his, his the bullshit he dropped all of that's what he's yes, done he's dropped bullshit from physical, physically men, and, and mentally like yeah. it's crazy and, and he's in such a good place now like he's enjoying he's, he's enjoying he's enjoying living
0: yeah.
2: and it's a big difference so there's more and more people that I'm reconnecting with that have, have found these things and all of them say the same thing but they're now enjoying the process of living yeah. and they're enjoying the moments and being in the moment yeah. And a lot of people are <clears> losing that being sticking their heads in those goddamn mobile phones, which is why I Ooh. rant about it when in the gym. Like it's in there again today. And I'm looking at this guy. We
3: get one of these every week.
2: Fuck it. He'll just be
3: kicking off at oh. some point.
1: Next time I see him in the gym, I'm gonna go back down to the locker room <laughs> to go and get my phone out. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Wait till you see he's like oh, you're not a piece of kit, then just go and sit on it and then just get your phone on and start texting. Oh. Just oh.
1: <laughs>
2: I've got another ten minutes on here, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's a guy in there today, <laughs> right? He's on his own and he he's, got, he's in between every set, he's on his phone and then he's half repping his, his reps on the sets he's doing. And he just mows in between machines. And I literally, as yeah. I stood there watching, I thought... You are doing literally zero work being in here. You are wasting your time. You're going to see zero. In fact, you're going to see negative results from what you're doing because you're probably going to start eating more. Because You're, now you you're atrophying that, you're, while you're lifting right you're, now. Well, no, he's going to say he's lifting, <laughs> so he's got to eat more calories because he wants to gain muscle, yet he's doing fuck all stimulus to gain muscle. So he's, and he's in there. And he's in there next to people who are working hard. How can you not lift your fucking head? Look around and think, I'm not doing what they're doing but I want to look the way they look. Uh, Something not... Like, that's a simple two plus two equals four.
3: A lot of people aren't educated enough to know that, and I think, unfortunately, unfor- unfortunately, we've been in this for no, a long it's time. it's his fault.
2: All he needs to do is lift his head up and look around. All he needs to do is realise that the motherfucker yeah. he's watching who looks like he wants to look is not in between sets picking a phone up. Instead, what they're doing is counting down their rest period or getting the fucking breath back from the work they've just done to get themselves prepped for that next fucking set because they're at goddamn war. But I, I almost... No, I don't almost, you dare side with the... the no, I'm not
1: going to. I'm not going to. I'm just going to say I, I almost feel sorry for them because that's where they're hardwired. That's why they're on the phone. That's why they've even got their phone in the gym because that's how they're that's hardwired. I don't know
2: where they are. Yeah, as that's well. how unaware they are,
1: and that, that's how blind a lot of their society job, is. It's
2: everybody's job to oh, be to take aware responsibility. of your shortcomings. Hundred Whether you want to take account of them or not is up to you. But to be constantly, like I would say, be positively critical of yourself. Like mm. if you find a flaw, be happy you found the flaw because now you can fix that shit. Like oh goddamn, that's what but I. But you've do. got to be looking first. You've got to get that positive. And the, and the positive problem critique. problem is just yeah. going back to Waylon
1: the uh, the supervillain. Yeah. Um, well, there is lions and there is sheep in the world. And I'm sat by two lions right now, and there are some sheep that don't want to look at their wool and be like, oh, it's a bit dirty. Maybe I should shave it off and become a fucking lion. That's the difference. Some people
2: don't want to wake up. I just think that why people... The gym is the easiest analogy because why are you mm-hmm. making an effort to drive to somewhere, to pay to use a facility, see, that's to it, go in there and then not fucking work. See, like, that's where you're going wrong.
1: You're trying to understand that when you're nothing like that person. Yeah, I don't get it. That's the problem and, and what Lex is doing right now for the viewers at home. Oh, out.
2: So we don't we don't know where we cut off. Well but it, Le- it don't matter, it'll have been subtitled with I'll put it in an angry, angry font. <laughs> so, Lex was just saying about um,
1: worrying about the person that has a responsibility to wake the fuck up in the gym and do what he should be doing and what he's there for. And the biggest problem is, um, as I just explained, Lex is a lion, not a sheep, and he's trying to understand sheep mentality, and that's where he's going wrong. And you're actually wasting energy
2: worrying about that motherfucker. Oh, I know. And I get mad that I'm getting mad at the person yeah. that's doing it. but and that's what you've got to be careful of. It's only because I want to look up and be inspired. Yeah. Like, I want to be... That's, that's the thing.
1: Why, it, why do you think me and you caught each other's eye and within about five to 10 minutes we we're, were stood having a 90-minute conversation in the gym by the end of it? You attract, attractive, man. You, <laughs> we are very handsome. We are very, very handsome. <laughs> I tru, truly believe... I, I'm a big advocate for energy and things like that, and I truly believe you attract those oh, of a similar and alternate energy. Yeah. And, and do not... To the viewers watching this, do not fucking underestimate the rule of five, which is the five closest people to you are the sum of who you are. Yeah. Because if you start allowing them um, the audacity to pull bullshit that you would never accept inside of your own life, you will start pulling that
2: bullshit. Oh yeah, 100%. No, that is so true. Like The amount of people I've just got rid of because A, they don't make an effort. Or B, you can see them constantly just drawing towards nonsense all the time. Like you start talking and they'll pull it to them and it'll be some needless conversation about some bullshit they've got going on that's really pointless. Victim shit. Mm. The only reason for me that it's so easy to pull on the gym analogy is because it's a physical activity. So there's a a physical, it's a visual reward almost immediately when you're in there in terms of like the way your body changes within a short period of time. And also that you have a physical sensation to... Understand whether you're working hard enough or not. That like, it couldn't be easier to know than when you're trying to do something physical because you're given a a, a stimulus that's so all encompassing that you can't be ignored. It's not like when you're trying to do work and you procrastinate but, and do. But, other the, but that feeling
1: builds over time with your commitment and love of the process. Not going in and being on your phone because all the time you'll get a little pump, maybe the tiniest one, and then you're going dopamine for the phone oh yeah I'm, I'm supposed to be doing this workout thing yeah. it's almost they're, well, they're almost the distracting secondary. their yeah. phone time by being in a workout oh 100% yeah. that's yeah. the
2: shift I've seen Sorry. people literally that's... I've seen people lose mm. 3 or 4 minutes between sets oh I, if not I've, longer yeah. I've done a full <clears throat> exercise on a body part 5 sets of in the time someone's done just started their second mm. on some things and it's just like sometimes I will make noise just to see if I can pull them out of their yeah. zombie mode. Say, oh! I'm standing there just don't. let's go, bitch! To myself, which I do as a natural They probably like look up for a second here. Oh. I think, and it's that was it. It's noisy in to, the gym, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> to me, to yeah. me, that would wake me he up. Sounds be like, like
3: he's uh, yeah. doing but something a bit too hard <laughs> there. Yeah? That's why I
2: see I wake up. I say a big dude getting under a bar, he's about to do something. Better believe my next set's going to be fucking going for it because mm. he's inspired me like so when i look over to that dude who you think looks grumpy i look at that guy and think motherfuckers at war i'm joining them." right you know and, and that's it he's inspired me and that's what i think a gym needs to be like that's why your gym's so good mm. because that is what world gyms like there's very few people sitting on phones in your gym yeah i think it should be like a, a warning system mm. like if you're caught on machines on your phone i do think you should be given warnings i think there should be a. Uh, a policy in a gym where they hold people to a standard
3: the trouble is um the thing that makes it challenging now is a lot of people they have their workouts on an app and but you, you can know,
2: see the difference the, when someone's yeah, you logging can, on oh yeah you can see if scrolling someone's like, on instagram
3: yeah scrolling is definitely different i think or, one of the
1: one of the key things inside the gym and, and there was a major shift in me recently over the last four months is that you need to be willing to pivot and Move and not necessarily just do what you've always done because I, I had a, I would like to say, a good career as a um, natural bodybuilder, uh, a competitive natural bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah so um, I did play second on a British final stage uh, for my weight category as well. So I, I went really dark into the diets and things and did all this crazy shit. And now I don't go in the weights area,
3: yeah.
1: I don't lift a physical barbell unless I'm doing do something know? to su- supplement my lower back. Hmm. and it's very rarely deadlifts Um, all I do because I lost a love for it but I also I used to kept getting tweaks and twists and injuries and things probably down to my own own problems but now I made a shift into more functional work to try and feel like I could work out and and get that dopamine rush get that hardship in and not feel like I was going to be injured and then I shifted to calisthenics in the last four months and I'm doing something that is thoroughly enjoyable so the message is like don't be afraid to pivot and shift if you're sat on a fucking machine going oh I don't really like this go and fucking oh, do something so else yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you don't enjoy the it. process yeah.
2: you don't have to be doing bodybuilding with it like, like, ladies a- if
1: you're going in the gym and you just go to the squat rack and then you go on the inner outer thigh press <laughs> and you're like why the fuck am I doing the inner outer <laughs> thigh throat. press just go and do something different yeah. <laughs> like yeah. chances are like the inner outer thigh machine is probably not the best yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. for what you want to do. Oh no, and just, I one hundred percent advocate that. so much cliché. Cliche yeah, don't like weightlifting. It?
2: Stop. Go yeah, find something yeah. you do enjoy. Yeah, because like,
3: there is there's a ton of different th- things.
2: That leads into my why are they there? Yeah, like why are you here? A lot of the like time,
3: it? though, again, it's people just they know that they need to train, they and they, they probably yeah. haven't found that thing yet. Yeah. Like me and you, our training kind of ideas when when we go into sessions together, like, are completely different. <laughs> I like something heavy enough to potentially kill me if I'm not going to potentially die under like 200 plus kilos with the bar yeah. on my back. Pussy set. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not taking it that serious at that point. And, you know, whereas, you know, you'll do a lot more lighter, high rep, high volume work. Yeah. And I'll still, we'll go through phases where I'll have that just in terms of how I periodize my training.
2: Yeah. I am not built like you, like you have. Look at your joints compared to mm-hmm. me. You got like thick Girthy sausage joints. fingers. Yeah, you, <laughs> <so> you <laughs> clappy. Yeah. If, if I tried to do what you did, I would break. Yeah, and I've learned that through time because yeah. I've tried that exactly, and I do break. So it wasn't. In, and and I like pace, and I like I like intensity. I hated the long rest periods of strength training. Mm-hmm. It just it didn't adhere to. I wanted to go, wanted to go. So again, like I, the same thing. Yes, I got strong when I was doing it, but I didn't enjoy the training. Mm-hmm. And when I transitioned back, I remember that first volume session I did. Oh, mm-hmm. I was like, it's like I fell in love with the process all over again. Yeah. So try different things and then you will find that one where it just, you just you get that click. And it doesn't have to be in a gym. You can be in a sport. It can be, you know, in some kind of team game. You can go try kickboxing, try boxing, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, tennis, like whatever the frick it is, anything that gets you on a regular basis out doing something energetic. But like we've said, if you go and do it and then you want to do it immediately afterwards, that's a yeah. great fucking
1: start. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you come away from it and you're like, "Fuck's sake, it's two days till I've got to do
2: that again." Oh,
1: listen mm. to yourself, for fuck's sake. Yeah.
2: So, what are the, the main pointers you can give for people? We we said the diet is the number one thing to go to, and then from there, what would be the kind of your main other avenues to tag alongside?
1: So look at um. So I break down your life as a whole into four quadrants: peace. Passion, power, and performance. Start doing something for every single quadrant because you will be living inside of performance. You'll find you're, you're very heavily business-driven. You either own or run a business, or you're in your work and your career is your priority, or maybe your relationship is, maybe there's a kid or, or whatever it is, you'll be plowing yourself wholly and solely into one of those quadrants and you need to bring them all up. So maybe if you're if you're trying to go hard at it in the gym, your power comes from the nutrition um and the baseline stuff who you're surrounding yourself with so maybe you actually need to spend some more social time with people that bring you up yeah. not ones that just want to go out fucking drinking and bring you down and de do contractive things ones that are like us oh, so what's your plans for this year yeah what are you achieving this year What you know yeah. if you've got a business you know what's your turnover what's your goals and things never underestimate the power of fucking powerful people and being around those people Peace, you know, do you meditate? Like Lex said before, you know, are you are you spending time to learn some of these skills and you don't know what you'll get from them? And again, that's one of the key principles inside the, inside the group, changing no to what if. Stop shunning things if you've never done them. Mm-hmm. If you've never done them, you don't know what door yeah. you're about to open by doing these things. Like meditation was a very, very spiritual thing for me when I started. And um, I found that 99% of the answers to my business problems were in here if I could shut the fucking noise off for long enough. Yeah. So... Peace, passion, power, performance. Like, Analyze them however you want. Passion, I class as the relationships around me, like the closer relationships. Power is how am I empowering myself. That can be new learning. That can be um, training your mind for hardship, cold uh, showers, spending time with great people. And performance is predominantly um, the metric-based things. So if you run a business, what are the metrics, what are the goals and things like that? And how are you like taking steps towards those things? So I would break your life down into four things peace, passion, power, performance, and I would look at what are the weaker areas and allow them to come up because they'll be the easiest things to work on because you're probably just blindsiding them. Yeah. I 100%
2: on metrics and things, I don't look at anything. I really
3: should. Yeah, I was going to say, there's there's so much stuff that, like, obviously we have to do with the business, just tracking the numbers and whatever else. And of it, for you, especially with... All the social media stuff that you have to do, it would it would be a game changer. It'd be hard for you to get going with it because it's fucking hard work to start yeah. wrapping your head around it's and understanding what to
2: track and how to track it. You're like, well, maybe that thing that I thought was great is actually it's not. Yes. But yes.
1: but then, but then that, that's, that's that's a useful. victim mentality, isn't it? Yeah. That's wanting to go but, into that hardship I and knowing we, it, and yes. then it's being a victim I think of it we, and being we, like, we Fuck. do
2: need to state that. Listen, we're by no means perfect. I am <laughs> so shit at some things in life, like mm. my like timekeeping, uh, planning, planning ahead, yeah. making sure that things are scheduled. I'm fucking terrible yeah. but you want me to run up a hill and sprint x amount of times I'll do that shit till you fucking vomit yeah. like I'm not being beaten on that day like I tore my lower back muscles getting through a fight training day for my protein yeah. where they were filming it for just like stories but it was a person, personal principle of mine that I was in front of a dude who was an Olympic level wrestler and I was not going to let that motherfucker down. <laughs> And I didn't. And I tore my lower back muscle. And you lean into that shit.
1: See, so if I because that's the foundational everything stuff. Everything on my that life you rely that, on. That
2: physical level. Like I would be a fucking king. But because it's not, I have to accept the fact that there's going to be these things like okay. timekeeping, scheduling, looking at the metrics, looking at things. If you want to run your business and do things, and I don't, and I do need to improve on it, and it is a goal of mine. As of next year to have them running, not to start it next year to have it going. And I've been so lazy in some aspects. Um, And there's been a lot going on in my life, but it's not an excuse. I've used it as an excuse. And my cold water therapy that is starting on Monday, come fucking rain or shine, is going to be my 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 green flag to start fucking everything because it's going to get me up early. It's going to get me having to pick up that camera having to start filming myself again not having to wait for that one perfect moment where i'm going to film something that's not mm-hmm. scripted but scheduled i need to get back into this into the the natural want of wanting to pick up and create and i'd lost that a little bit i've, I've lost it a lot um, because of youtube and the way it slams things down like it started mm-hmm. killing off a lot of things that we used to do that was enjoyable and then you start focusing towards their algorithm and not your own and you're always even more successful if you follow your own yeah always mm, because obviously. if you have passion for something and you put the driving energy into it it will be fucking successful as long as it's not like making helicopters for bunny rabbits
3: yeah, it's got to make logical sense, right? Yes, probably there market.
1: has to be. It's probably market right? <laughs> in China, somewhere in Japan or China, Those a thing. Somebody, but, sh- somebody in China watching this has just gone, Fuck you, Lex. Do you feel I make a multi million pound business. You,
2: have you ever wondered why bees don't wear goggles? Now you can enjoy bee goggles <laughs> with the Goggle 4000.
1: I just want to touch on that though, mate is that what bee you're goggles. talking about, the mindset and the mindset that you're in with that. And and this is what's really key to know is if if you're setting goals and you're wondering if it's possible, you've got the wrong mindset. It's when, mm-hmm.
0: yes, and
1: that that's the difference with what you've just said is when you set a, it's when you set a goal. It's when it's going to happen, not if. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't matter what it takes the next ten years, it's going it's to fantastic. happen. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what
2: you but need to go into. There are these certain times where it's got to happen because yeah. people depend on you. You've got bills to pay. Shit's got to be coming in. So for me, what I'm trying to do is anchor myself with a physical thing which mm-hmm. is the cold plunge in the morning that's your strength that's my strength so, so if i start into and anchor myself with the, with what i know i can achieve and if my morning start with a with a win at war because it will be it's going to be a war getting into that thing and sitting there especially when we're walking outside and it's raining and it's already cold and it's miserable and it's dark if I can start my day where winning that physical war, that's going to push me into that, taking on those mental challenges or those metric challenges that I find boring and you know grindy. Yeah, that's why
3: I love lifting in the morning. Well, I, well, I don't, but I do because it's really hard. Yeah. But then once it's out of the way, I'm like I've literally done the hardest part of my whole day. Yeah. Like and everything it, else is easy now.
1: Yeah, it's very true. This, this is why there's a concept inside the Wellbeing Group called the preframe and it's all about the first forty minutes to an hour of your day spent doing whatever brings your energy up that can be listening to music, that can be reading a book, that can be meditating that can be exercising that can be cold plunging it's whatever's going to work the best for you to bring your energy you might wake up in a foul fucking mood have a bad dream whatever it is it doesn't matter but if you wake up a four you've only got a four down to whatever zero might look like for the rest of the day you can then level up to seven or eight out of ten you've got eight energy points to use before the end of the day you might even come home and and be thankful to see your missus who knows (laughs) Uh, uh, you know and be on a four still and be able to put a smile on your face because she's the one that's there for you at the end of the day or he or whatever it is your shit dealing with your in. shit yeah. that you're dragging home with you yeah. coming home probably cooks you dinner you know if you're misogynistic like that or whatever it
2: is no, I'm just fucking kidding yeah. you know. I just love cooking. some women yeah. love cooking for their men exactly. there's nothing fucking wrong with that and you but enjoy you that br- yeah, you man I'm telling you now appreciates every fucking meal yeah, and if you, he doesn't fuck that guy yeah
1: and don't bring your
2: shit home yeah. yeah. Put a fucking smile on your face. Do the hard
1: things. Yeah. Smile at her. Tell her you love her. Tell her she's fucking beautiful. He's beautiful. Whatever it is. It doesn't
2: really fucking matter. Because they're there for you. Yeah. They're Damn not there straight. waiting for your job. They're waiting for you. Yeah. They want to hear you bullshit
1: when you come home. Very
2: true. Very wise, sir. It's been mm. fun.
1: Yeah, be it's, really good. Good,
3: like. it's, it's nice having a guest on it. has been a while, yeah. hasn't it? It's been a long time. I think, time since I, I, had think a guest. I think you need to come on
2: more often, sir. Yeah. It's good that you like. You
1: just want me for my cigars and whiskey. We we will, we will,
2: we will do our best to provide you back with some good old. We're going to give you some shit cigars and piss water in your. There you go. If you've enjoyed this, let us know where. Where can they find you and um, your well-being stuff? Plug go.
1: Um, That's a very good question. Uh, I stopped advertising because I uh, I do it by appointment
2: only. Okay, so how would would that be? Instagram, um, Facebook, what? No, I stopped doing
1: social media as well
2: because... You can stalk
1: him at Manor Times Gym in Shrewsbury. <laughs> <laughs> I was always searching for external sources of dopamine and then I was too far gone into the metrics and things instead of worrying about the people that I was actually helping. If you want to email me...
2: Yes, there we go. Email. email. I know.
1: Yeah. Info at believe to the number transform.co.uk. It'll be in the descriptions. If you want to know more about the crypto mining stuff, it's crypto mining only. I am going to do some market updates. I've been very lazy with the YouTube channel, but it's Coin Mining Geek channel. Um, But if you want to email me, I promise I will give you a reply back. You don't have to come and work for me and hand over money for it. If you just want to know something about what we've been talking about on the show, I will respond to you. I promise. Lovely. Awesome. Cheers, mate. It's
2: yeah. been a pleasure. Yeah, FT on. glass, cheers. Yes. Of well done, boys, because we're going on a big old ride out tomorrow for Lou and his first ride on his motorbike. <laughs> first <laughs> jaunt. I know. I'm all like, the boys I'm, are I'm coming down. Nervous, all the boys are riding down in the morning. to. I'm, we're all fall, going, I'm just going to
3: fall off oh. my bike immediately. <laughs> to to the the, I'm just going to forget everything.
0: Where's the reverse?
2: Yeah. Oh, it's going to be good the weather's with us it's been a great time right we're gonna go and chill out for a little bit and uh, enjoy this lovely company hope you're all having a good week if you had a bad week last week leave that shit behind like we just said like leave it at the fucking door when you're coming home okay. bring forward what was good and make it a great week we'll catch you in the next one Tittle Tittle pip, pip.